This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting, number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. All right, all right, all right. As Matthew McConaughey would say, it's the Jim Day Podcast once again. Welcome in, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for checking us out. And today, we've got a young man that uh, a few years back had to endure bus rides with me on the Reds Caravan for two years straight. That's being locked in a... A very confined space with moi. So he uh, he earned his stripes, I guess, and we appreciate that. He is a former first-round pick and now a catcher on the big club, the Cincinnati Reds. He is Tyler Stevenson. How you doing, Tyler? Wonderful. Good to see you, as always. <laughs> Bring, brings us back to those, uh, the long, the, like you said, the long trips at uh, the caravan. Oh, yeah. Those are, uh, that's, that's four long days, but they're, they're days which you get to look people in the Ooh. eye and thank them for being fans and at that time shake their hands. Uh, True. A little different now, but um, absolutely. We had some good times. Hey, uh, I want to start with when people think of, of you, at least right now, you, your better days are still ahead of you, in my opinion, uh, at the major league level. But your first major league at bat, I mean, there you go. Immediate smile. Uh, yeah. One of the coolest things I've ever seen because, you know, guys come up and not only sometimes they have to wait for their first hit, to get the monkey off their back and it's a lot of pressure to get that first hit and then it's like all right when are you gonna get your get your first home run well you took care of both of them on the second pitch that you saw at the major league level first major league at bat home run has it set in yet that that happened to you i don't, I don't think it fully has like I, I i don't know how many times i've went back and watched that video honestly <laughs> a lot um oh man i mean yeah of course <laughs> um yeah i mean it still doesn't feel real and i I still obviously can't believe that it happened it's pretty cool i mean awesome and you could the when you're rounding third and you you look back you look at your teammates in the dugout when that happened um uh, and you went to the dugout uh, how did they what were they saying to you i forgot jr i think said something like i don't think they were supposed to like give us high fives or something like that but he was like i'm gonna give you a high five anyway like when i was rounding third going home um yeah. and then yeah the dugout was awesome just everybody was pumped and um just how how cool it was and stuff how happy they were for me the only bad thing about it and this is classic 2020 there were no fans in the stands i mean I the place would have gone crazy your parents would have been there that's the only thing that that was lacking unfortunately right yeah, yeah sadly we we'll just have to maybe do it again with some people in the with some people in the stand, ah. I mean, that, 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 that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad like 
kind of how it all unfolded. Like I ended up coming in, I think it was like the seventh inning. Freddie came up to me. I was like, Hey, you're in. Cause we were down, I think ain't nothing at the time. I remember running up, running up the stairs to get on the field. And I remember telling myself like, well, here we go. So I ended up go out and catching that half inning. And then I think I was hitting that bottom half and like running through my head. I was like, man, I hope people are like, people know this. Cause we were in like rain delay and stuff. Like, it was late. Yeah. And I was like, man, I hope, I hope my parents are up. Like hope my fiance, like hopefully she can watch it and stuff. And sure enough, I get back in after that. And I've got like 300 text messages just, Oh, I bet people blowing up my phone. And I mean, I don't, I don't know what time I went to bed, but it was late. I mean, it was probably four or five in the morning. I bet you can't come down from that energy, man. That's yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. Did you get the ball? You got the ball, right? I got the ball. Yeah, I've got um, the ball, the bat, and my batting gloves on my parents' place oh. and the lineup card. They went so to that was cool. they went to mom and pops then. Yeah, for now. For for now, there you go. For now. <laughs> well, also in that. You know, you, you singled, uh, or you homered in your first at bat, but didn't you single in your second at bat? And then mm-hmm. the most impressive thing to me of the night, and you guys almost come back, came back from 8 nothing down to win that game. It's like 8-7 mm-hmm. or something. Uh, you drew a bases-loaded walk in the ninth. To me, as a rookie who had already hit a home run in a single, you're probably like, man, I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to get me some again. And then you walk. That was so impressive to me. Yeah, honestly, I think – that was one of my favorite highlights of last season. Obviously, I know with the homer, the walk-off, and throwing out Billy, like, obviously, there's some awesome things in it and stuff. But being from Atlanta, seeing Kimbrell in his prime when he was with the Braves, and then to be in that situation, like, I don't know. You just can't make that up, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah and it was fun. talking about Craig Kimbrell, who's yeah. the pitcher in that ninth inning that, that walked you, and you drew that walk. I, I mean, I was so impressed with that. Uh, you had just mentioned uh, some other highlights of last year, the walk-off against the Pirates. And I believe, was it Sam Howard pitching? And he's a mm-hmm. a guy that you would, like, work out with in the offseason, yeah. right? So both of my homers, home runs last year off, off Georgia guys. Yeah. So I, just, I, just need, I just need to be in the lineup anytime that there's a Georgia guy pitching. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, so Sam actually, like, I've worked out with um, years past, like in the off seasons and stuff, the couple of pins. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty funny that it all unfolded like that. There are not many catchers have thrown out Billy Hamilton stealing and you did it the first time. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was, that was, I, I was calling that game and I, I even said, I think I said that was bench esque and because Johnny Bench used to throw the ball, and it was like five feet off the ground the whole way and just right on the money, and it just looked like that. Is that the best throw that you've made? It's got to be, especially in in the circumstances of everything. Like my first start at Wrigley Field, it's raining. The weather is just terrible. Billy Hamilton's on first. He's stealing. I'm catching Robert Stevenson. <laughs> and then it's just like I mean, just and then yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think it could have been more perfect than that. Yeah, you're catching Robert Stevenson, meaning that you don't know where that ball's going. I mean, he's got a snap on the hook. A lot of them are in the dirt. Uh, he is tough on a catcher. Uh, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I think I remember. 
I think Amir after the game was like, oh, you need to go like smack talk Billy or something like that because of it. And all of that course. stuff. I'm like, no. Of course. I mean, Amir. Yeah. Of course Amir said that. Yeah. <laughs> he probably wanted you to smack talk like right away, right on the field. It, right. Probably. I'm sure <laughs> he did. Follow Billy back to the dugout. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I'll, I'll let Amir handle all that. Yeah. How you doing as far as, uh, Fitting in. It's not as bad as it used to be back in the day with uh, rookies or younger players. But mm-hmm. uh, this seems to be a good group to fit into. Are you feeling comfortable? Because you're, I mean, barring anything unforeseen, you're you're on the squad. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so I know my first big league camp was two years ago, and that was the first year with um, this coaching staff and stuff. And at that time being, I don't know, 21 years old, 22 um, first big league camp, like, uh, it's just funny just how it all kind of rolls out and stuff. Like, your first year in camp, like, you're that young kid. You don't want to, like, s- step on anybody's toes and stuff. You're just kind of sitting back and watching and stuff. And then last year, you kind of get a little more playing time than this year, especially with all the moves we made last season and just kind of growing in that role and stuff. And, how much Tucker's helped, how much JR has helped and stuff and just being around everybody. I mean, it's, I'm comfortable. I don't want to say I'm comfortable because I don't like the phrase being comfortable and being content because you always want to obviously achieve more and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been great. It's been fun. You've mentioned JR a couple of times. That's JR house. He is the mm-hmm. Reds catching coordinator, Reds catching coach, also third base coach. And mm-hmm. I don't he he looks like a drill instructor to me because some of these drills you guys do are crazy and you laugh. I mean, he's he's even oh, yeah. got the haircut looking like a drill instructor. Um oh, yeah. Some of these drills that you guys do. Are there sometimes you're like, "What? Are we really going to do this?" I'd be lying if I said no. Yeah. But the big thing is like the work that we do it looks to the extreme and like pushing those limits of like insanity or like what are you doing but it just makes it easier that much easier whenever we are actually catching a guy and it's like yeah. okay like it's easy whenever you're catching castillo's change up or sunny's breaking ball after doing all this machine stuff and it's the nastiest pitches you've ever seen in your life yeah and just creating creating all these angles of catching and stuff so you just push yourself to the limits and then it makes it it just makes it that much easier I remember the first first time I saw you, I'm like, that can't be Tyler Stevenson because that is a big dude. And I, you laugh because I'm sure you get this all the time. I mean, that, that dude looks like a first baseman or a left fielder or something. Uh, are people surprised when you when you say, hey, I'm Tyler Stevenson. I'm a, I'm a professional baseball player. What, what position do you play? Catcher. What? Catcher? Yeah. Everybody. It's always like, oh, pitcher, like, yeah. Everybody thinks that, yeah. I mean, it obviously it's part of it. So it's funny, like I moved to um, Columbia, South Carolina this off season, and that's where my fiance is at. And I worked out at a place with Grayson Griner, who's with the catcher with the Tigers, and he's we're probably the two tallest catchers in baseball. <laughs> we're working out together. He's probably six five, six six, and I'm six four. Yeah. So it's funny. It's got the, the two biggest catchers probably in baseball working out with, with each other and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've been, I mean, I've always been massive. I've always been taller than everybody else, even when I was younger, um, even when I was catching and stuff. So part of it, but 
Have you found it to be a, a disadvantage at all? I mean, it's the only thing you know, obviously. You've never experienced mm-hmm. being a little dude. Uh, but have, have you found the, that you have to do things <clears throat> differently or than a, a normal catcher? Yeah, I think there's always pros and cons and stuff. Like, like I was just used Tucker, for instance. Like, obviously, he's a lot smaller than me. And he controls the bottom of the zone with receiving really well. But with me being as tall as I am, like I handle the top of the zone really well. So there's obviously a balance of like, okay, I can catch the ball at the top just because how big I am. Um, catching the ball at the top of the zone is easier. Um, and then that's been the work in progress of working on the bottom pitch just because with how big I am, it's mm-hmm. harder for me to um, get down lower and stuff. But I did Pilates this off season. You know, I've seen huge strides in my like flexibility and stuff. So, yeah, it's a much of work in progress, but we're getting there. Is that why we've seen you go to one knee sometimes? That lower mm-hmm. pitch. Got to watch that's those big, hitters though, man. Thing. Yeah, uh, tipping. Yep. You're tipping a low pitch though. Sometimes those hitters are their peripheral vision. Uh-huh. You're like, uh, I see that. I see that knee down there. He's going uh-huh. low. So yeah, that's been a big thing. Um, really, the past year and a half or so being on a knee consistently like i remember my first big league camp with jr and the new staff that's when he kind of introduced was the one knee and pitch framing mm-hmm. um and then that's the year that i went to double a in chattanooga and i kind of got away with it but then last year and this year i mean it's pretty pretty common of me being on the knee just and i'm feeling great with it just the, the improvements i've made it's been great that's great when you were drafted what was it 2015 then when you got mm-hmm. drafted, yeah, eleventh overall, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever you draft a high school catcher, <clears throat> people are like, uh, "Oh, this is cool. We're gonna have a major league catcher." I'm like, oh, but "Put a timeout on that. It's high school. We're not gonna see this guy for a while. It takes high school catchers a little bit longer, uh, and sometimes a lot of bit longer to get to the big leagues." Mm-hmm. Um, can you think back to coming out of high school, how green you were? Because I talked to Corky Miller, who was one of your mentors. Uh, he's like. Mm-hmm. We've had to start from scratch. Was it kind of like that? A hundred percent. I mean, I can't, I got, honestly can't thank Corky enough really for everything he's done and continues to do. And it's cool that I'm obviously 37. Yeah. I was going to ask is, you about which that. Is, which is, which is his number and stuff, which I want to, I want to stay with. Um, I think the only number I'd go to is nine, but um, I think Mustakas has that for a few more years. Yeah. I think he's got that one locked down. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, I, like, I just remember getting drafted and stuff, like thinking like, oh, man, I, I know a lot about catching. And then when I get drafted, just him breaking it down from step one. And it's like, man, I know nothing. Yeah. Just I, like I thought I was on top of the world getting drafted, catching and stuff like, oh, man, like, but really breaking it down to the fundamentals of flexibility and your squat and your stance to throwing to blocking to receiving to game calling game preparation you're just like man um so yeah i mean he's he's been a huge help and i can't thank him enough for just the strides that i've made ever since i've been drafted do you ever have any doubts along the way like wow i don't know if i don't know if i can do this i'm sure i have I mean, it'd, I'd be crazy not to say that I probably haven't had those thoughts. Yeah. Um, so. But you got yeah. to skip over Triple A. Nice move. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to complain, even though I've heard a lot of good things about Louisville. 
Um, oh yeah, great town, great town, great organization. You started catching when you were uh, six or seven, is that right? So you've been a catcher. You know, a lot of guys. Well, I was a shortstop. I was, you know, most of you guys are the best player on your team growing up. But I thought I had read somewhere or heard somewhere that you said you thought that the equipment was cool. Then was that yeah. right? Yep. So I think my first ever position I played was second base, but that's when I was probably like T-ball. Um, but I think once we kind of got into kid pitch, which is I think seven or eight years old, um, yeah, I I started catching because I thought the gear was cool. That's what my, that's what my mom said. All of these stories obviously come from them. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I thought the gear was cool. Nobody else wanted to do it, and I strapped it on and got out there and. I mean, growing up, like I played, I caught and I played some first and I pitched and that's pretty much kind of what I did until as I got older and started pitching more frequently and stuff. And that kind of just became my position. You were first look at, looked at by scouts as a pitcher, weren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yep. That cracks so, me up. So in high school, I really didn't pitch much. Um, because our number one and number two both went to Clemson. And then we had a third guy who um, could have gone to probably a decent division one or division two school. Um, so we were pretty loaded with talent at our high school. Um, so there was no really reason for me to pitch because um, I was catching stuff. But like with my travel team in the summer, I would pitch a good amount. So that's when I think it was my junior year going into my senior year when I was pitching, um, scouts were there and that's what I first got looked at. Like, I mean, I, I can get you about a 90, 88 to 90, some decent command, good changeup just because with my hands, Yeah. um, breaking balls. And eh. I mean, we have DJ when we have Bodie, so I'm sure we can come up with something if we ever need to. <laughs> I was going to say, um, don't count it out, man. Or, you know, yeah. Don't count it Maybe out. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. I miss it, but, Obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Oh, no, not no, no doubt whatsoever. I mean, uh, the future looks really, really bright for you. You had mentioned your mom, and I know you were. uh, Are you a mama's boy, by the way? Yeah, I mean, yeah. See, now I love that you admit that uh, that people admit that. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very close with my parents. We're 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 a tight family, and Mm -hmm. like I, I um. I went to high school, like three of my cousins, we, we all went to high school with one another and my sister and stuff. So we're all close in age and, um, we do a lot as a fam. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, you know, I follow you on social media and I love the posts on mother's day and father's day and one on father's day where I think the quote was something like, even at an early age, I knew it was meant to be the reds because as a kid, you're on the Reds. You're wearing a Reds uniform with your dad Reds. and your mom, right? Uh, yeah. I, it might have been my um, first ever team or something like that. So I think my actual – I mean, I need to get this, like, authenticated or something. It could be worth some money one day. But my first ever um, baseball card, I was, I don't know, six or seven years old, was me in a Reds uniform. I need to try to find that, too, find that and I can send it to you. Please um, do when it, when we're done. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got like a baseball card. So my mom at her house has a big thing up on the wall and has like, she tries to collect all my baseball cards that's come out. 
Um, so she has all of my ones since I've been drafted. And then um, I think like the very first one is that one when I was six or seven years old of me in a Reds uniform um, up there. That's great. Which, which is pre- which is pretty cool. <laughs> so even so, even crazy like when I got when I got drafted. Um, just crazy draft process. Um, so I was picked eleven by the Reds, but I was almost ninety nine point nine percent sure I was going to get drafted by the Phillies, which was the tenth pick. Because um, I went up to Philadelphia um, the weekend before the draft, and. Um, so when I was up there in Philly, like I got some Philly things because I thought I was going to be getting drafted by him, like from what my agent said and stuff, like there's a good chance I was going to get drafted. And then draft day rolls around and the Phillies take um, Cornelius Randolph, which is somebody from Atlanta that I know really well. And then my agent calls me right after the um, Phillies pick, say, hey, the Reds are taking you. I'm like, well, sweet. This is awesome. And I was like, man, like I don't have anything Reds. <laughs> like, I mean, just cause I didn't know. Yeah. But, but then I remembered, um, I don't know, I was 14, 15 years old. Um, and I played at East Cobb travel ball down in Atlanta and, um, I played with Mike Cameron's son, Daz. And did, did he play with, he, did he play Mike with the Cameron? Reds? Oh yeah. Mike Cameron did. Yes, um, did in the 90s. so, um, so I played with um, his son and we were up in Cincinnati for a tournament. Like we played them right xavier um we played at cincinnati i think we played some other places um but we went to a reds game when we were there and i remember in the back of my closet i had a camouflage reds hat that i bought when i was 15 six whatever i was 14 15 16 years old and it was in the back of my closet so after i got drafted i remembered i was like man i have that hat in my closet so i went upstairs and if i'm sure you can go you can go back and look yeah photos of me getting drafted and i had a camouflage red set on from from back then so there you go meadows all fate along the way yeah. little did you know at six or seven in that reds uniform or when you bought that camel hat that the reds would be your future what the what do you think you what, what's the biggest learning curve i mean obviously when when they talk about you they say well he can hit it's whether or not he can manage games and call games is mm-hmm. it still a major learning curve is calling games the biggest learning curve yeah and i think just the preparation um that comes with it especially at this level um because at the minor leagues we didn't really have as much information i don't want to say there wasn't as much at stake because obviously we want to win every game but especially winning is everything at our level so especially that preparation daily of like we're going into the game with our starting pitching and we're going to do everything we can to win this game and stuff like, <clears throat> I mean, it's been great. Just even this, <clears throat> even this spring being with DJ and Tucker, um, having a bunch of conversations and stuff. And after innings, like games now, like after innings where they score a couple runs, we try to come in, talk with DJ, kind of talk it through. And, um, just anything that he would do differently and just obviously um, take the most uh, out of this time and stuff. So um, it's been great so far though. So Tucker's been a pretty good influence. You know, a lot of guys sometimes, uh, you know, you're, you're the so-called heir apparent. He's the veteran. Um, you know, some guys might shut you down or not help you out. Is, is that a good relationship? Unbelievable. I can't honestly thank him enough. Um, Cause I remember when I got called up, 
I think the second time last year, um, he comes up to me. It was like, anything you need, I've been in your shoes. Talk to me, please. Um, and really, from that moment on, um, it's been great. Conversations after conversations, just talking with him about anything about the game and stuff. Even like with the early work, even doing our individual defense, asking him questions and stuff. Um, I mean, he's been awesome. I can't thank him enough, honestly. That's so. great. He's a big league player very, and a yeah, big league fortunate. person. Big league yeah. person for sure. No, definition of a professional. Yeah. Without a doubt. Who are the other vets that you look up to or try to, I don't know, get some advice from? Or not necessarily um, get advice, just look up to and try to yeah. maybe follow their path. Sonny. Sonny's great. Definition of a competitor. Um, same with Moose. Just obviously he's got a World Series and stuff and his drive to win. Um, same with Joey. I mean, all of those guys – the elites I would categorize and, and stuff like just to see the work that they put in the definition of being a professional and stuff. Um, it's cool just to sit back and watch them go about their day and their routines and stuff. Is there anyone that you kind of shake your head like, and that dude's crazy. That dude's not right. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I don't know. There's nobody that comes into mind. Uh, no, you're a young guy. You don't want to say that anyways. I tried. No. <laughs> I mean, Bauer Bauer was different last year, but, I mean, it was yeah, in a good way, though. Mm-hmm. All right, keep it right there. More with Tyler Stevenson after this. Life is full of questions. Like, when should I start thinking about life insurance? But however difficult these questions may be, Western and Southern can help you answer them. Backed by over 130 years of experience, together we can look ahead to leave the unknown behind. Western and Southern Financial Group, life insurance, retirement, and investments. Compensated endorser, products issued by member companies of Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. Who, who do you hang with? Who are your boys um, you hang with? I'm, so I'm living right now with TJ Friedel and Trammell, um, Taylor Trammell. So the T amigos, yeah. So yeah, right? we're 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 all yep. We're we're together. Um, so we're we're living it up. And um, Taylor's with the Padres or no Mariners. Mariners, now. yeah. You got to keep up. <laughs> oh, I, I can't. I can't mess that up. <laughs> hey, um, let me go right there. You and Taylor Trammell, um, former Reds prospect, traded away outstanding young man. I mean, I would put you guys in the, the same category. Uh, you guys are best of friends, but you grew up very close to each other, right? Mm-hmm. So our house is like from house to house is probably, I don't know, 20-ish minutes. Um, but where I went to high school and where he went to high school, he went to a private school. It was probably less than a mile from my high school. Um. So yeah, we were that close. Um, we never played each other in high school because I was a was I think our high school was like a six or seven A like region, and he was a small private school like one or two A. Mm-hmm. So we never played, um, but we had mutual friends just because we played at East Cobb, like the travel ball team, and I was a year older than him, so I would be on the fifteen year old Astros and he was on the fourteen year old Astros, and like we we had mutual friends and stuff, um, so we knew of each other. And then obviously he gets drafted and then 
we just bond together and it's a brotherhood. <laughs> I mean, we've just become so close. How wild is that, that you grew up so close together, high school so close together, kind of knew each other, but then all of a sudden you guys are best friends, not as children, but now mm-hmm. as young, young adults. That's Yeah. I mean, you've kind of had a fateful path. It's, yeah, it's very fortunate. It's cool just the position that we're in, the small percentage that I obviously make it to where we're at, and to have somebody back at home that we can relate to and kind of come back to and stuff, it obviously makes it a lot easier. Were you crushed when they traded him? Yeah, it hit me. It hit me pretty good. Because I remember um, we were in Chattanooga and we um, were playing, and he gets pulled in the top of the, I think the top of the ninth. And then I just had this feeling in my stomach. I was like, oh, dude, he just got traded. Because yeah. why else would he be coming out of the game? And I think that was the last day of the tra- trade deadline. And then sure enough, the game ends and stuff. And I come up to him and stuff. And he was like, yeah, I got traded to San Diego. Um, and we were living together at the same apartment um, that year. And um, we just pretty much stayed up all night. And I was like helping him pack and stuff because he was having to leave the next morning. So. It was weird. Again, our, our lockers are right next to each other in Chattanooga. Um, it was uh, weird. Uh, man, it was I, heartbreaking. I, I bet, and uh, I bet it was. But you know, I had the same impression when I first met you, and when I first met him. He's just a, he's just a good guy. He's a, a, a obviously he has a very good upbringing, like you. Um, I was just so impressed with him, and still impressed with him, and, and I wish him the best. And unless you know they're playing you guys which yeah. won't happen that I, much. We're just, we're from Georgia. So everybody from Georgia is great. There you <laughs> go. Georgia. Just, just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. No, it's no. all right. It's all right to have pride for Georgia. But yeah. I was surprised I when you it. said you moved to Columbia, South Carolina. And I thought, well, why? Wow, how would a Georgia guy move there? And it has to be because a woman. Yep. <laughs> Engaged, yeah. right? Yep, I got engaged. Um, man, it was like a week after the season. It was quick after the season ended last year. Um, so she's in PA school, and um, she was doing her rotations. Like she's in the process process of doing her rotations, and she actually is done with her rotations this Friday, and then is fully graduated. I think May twenty fifth, she takes her final boards, and. Um, yeah, so she's in the process of uh, looking for jobs and stuff right now. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, I ended up moving to Columbia. and um, That's where she's from. We spent a lot of time together and stuff, which was great. Because, I mean, we've been doing long distance ever since we met four years ago or so. Wow. Um, so I met her at Clemson because like, my two, two of my good, really good friends from high school played at Clemson. And um, so we ended up going on a double date. Um you went to a haunted house, and hey, the rest is history. A haunted house date. A haunted house. I do not. Oh man, <laughs> I do not. And of course, it's like okay, first time meeting meeting her. I got to show off. Like I was the first one in the haunted house, having to go through all these corners and stuff. And oh man, I was a wreck. <laughs> I I do not stuff popping out of me, and I had to try to play it off cool, like I'm a big tough guy. oh man not good with the haunted house no that's not for me (laughs) but but obviously 
it worked out because she's still with me. I was going to say, did you, you know, were you worried that like, oh man, she's not going to go on a date with me again? Because I was, I, I was a scaredy cat in there. I, exactly. <laughs> like, damn, this guy's six four and he's a teddy bear. What are we doing? <laughs> so do you see yourself so, as a South Carolina guy now? Yeah, I'm probably... Um, if I, if I was a betting man, I think we'll either be in Columbia or in, uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, both um, good towns, which, where, which is where she's, uh, where she's looking at. Um, but yeah, she's, she's been great and she's been grinding away at school for the past like two and a half years or so. So she takes her test Friday and if she gets an A on it, she'll get a 4.0. Wow. For uh PA school, which is pretty awesome. That's so. beyond awesome. That's yeah. great. That's fantastic. She's, she's wonderful. Well, uh, too bad she wasn't in the stands last year when you hit that. I know. Gosh, exactly. I don't know why I, I keep think, harping on that, but um, that just seems, it just, like, a lot of people were robbed of a lot of things, and you were, it was a great moment, but, you know. Uh, and I always interview, uh, a lot of times we'll interview the, the family when someone's making a major league debut. Mm -hmm. Didn't get to do oh, that last that year. That would have been good. That would have been a good reaction. What is harder, making it to the major leagues or buying a PlayStation 5? Oof, that's a good one. <laughs> the reason I ask is because I saw you on social media say it, yep. asking, is anyone selling a PS5? <laughs> so, funny story. I was I was just kind of messing around because, I, I mean, I've been trying for months ever since it got released, and it has been impossible. And I was just I was just joking around, and sure enough, this um, card collector from Dayton, Ohio, like messaged me and stuff, and sure enough, bought one off of him. Really, Dayton, Ohio, yep. <laughs> was he hoarding PS fives? Because a lot of people. No, I think but... he he said he had two, so he's got one more for sale. So if anybody out there wants one, I know a guy. <laughs> um, but are you kidding? Yeah, There's a lot I mean, of people that still want them. Exactly. So that's what, yeah, I had a whole, a whole bunch of people. I was surprised at how many people I actually like replied. And, um, obviously I'm sure there were some fake accounts and stuff. Yeah. Scamming and stuff. But, um, the guy was a card collector and had one of my autographed cards and stuff and took a picture of my card with the PlayStation show that was legit. And I, I got it. So I might have to bring him down to a Reds game this year. Yes. Just for, for, for hooking me up. The power of social media. That's actually a good thing. On Something good happened on social happened. media. Let me write this down. This, I mean, this that's, date. That's, a once, that's, a, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> yeah. What's your game of choice? Oh, um, it's been Fortnite as of late. I know it's kind of been outdated and Call of Duty's big. Um, I don't know. I've, I've been kind of dwindling away with my video game playing time. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes what comes up next and what the guys on the team are playing, and then I'll hop on that. Well, you've got uh, other big things brewing, and you catchers, particularly in spring training, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, you guys should get paid double or triple during spring training because no one works harder <clears throat> than the catchers. You guys are the first there, the first out there. You got to do all your catching drills. You got to catch every pitcher. And then, oh, by the way, at the end of the day, we're going to go hit while everyone else is done. Um, so you got a little bit on your plate. So I understand that the game playing might be waning. Yeah, for sure. 
but it's it's worth it. I bet. Without a doubt. Do you have any goals? Ooh. So I don't know. I'm I'm weird when it comes with that. Like I don't I don't like putting numbers, especially like coming into the season. Like let's just say I want to hit 300 with 20 homers. Like I, just something mm-hmm. random, but. I'm not a big numbers guy when it comes to that, just because I feel like I put too much pressure on myself. And for me, every day, as long as I give myself an opportunity to succeed, that's my goal for every day. Like the preparation, putting myself in a spot physically, mentally, every day. Um, If I can give myself that, then that's my goal for every day because at least I'm giving myself a shot to succeed when it comes game time. Yeah. You are also, um, and I don't know this by personally talking to you, but just uh, on your social media, that I, I can tell you're strong in your faith. Mm. Yes. So that, that's something that my actual my fiance has actually helped me a lot with um, ever since we have met, which I'm very obviously thankful for. That's very good. Very good. What do you do uh all these protocols? You've got some extra time on your hands. What do you do when you're besides hanging out with Friedel and Tramel? <laughs> um man, not What do you guys lot, do? Cuz we, we we can't um obviously we can't really do a whole bunch. Um we've been watching a lot of Netflix. Um and actually um Tramel has his uh, PlayStation out in the living room and he's got a golf golf game and we'll play golf against each other um which has been fun so we're like we'll we each have our own character and stuff and um like he, he you can design your own course yeah so he designed this just crazy course <laughs> and um um so we we play that but um like especially with us this year I think we have like 15 night games on our schedule. Spring training, you mean? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. For spring training compared to, I mean, the years past, it was maybe one or two. Right. Um. So we, we're having a lot. So a majority, obviously, of our games are night games. So sleep in and then make some breakfast and lunch and then really like head to the field at one o'clock. Yeah. Or so. Um. And then get home after the game and then really go to bed. Um, so really, I mean, I don't have time to really do a whole lot when I do. I just kind of want to relax, watch some TV or something like that. March madness going on right now. My brackets already busted. And what's, I mean, <laughs> everybody's it. What's, what's, what's new. Oh yeah. No, I had oral Roberts oh. in the sweet 16. No, I did oh. not. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. That would have, yeah. that would have been incredible. <laughs> I would, I would like to, so yeah, we did something. Um, Tucker has all the brackets and stuff, but um, we submitted a bracket, and I should have taken a picture of it because I want to see how bad it is. <laughs> it's got to be bad. Yeah. Well, everyone's is bad. Uh, don't don't worry. Hey, did you you ever play the baseball game on video games like MLB the Show mm-hmm. or anything? Yep. What's it like? Did you play as yourself? Yeah. I mean, what's that? Come on, as a kid growing up. And all of a sudden, you're on a video game. That had to be a moment. It was, it was pretty cool, not going to lie. Um, so, yeah, I've got MLB The Show. And um, so they came out with, um, it's called, like, The Real Cards. So, like, you could, like, reach out to San Diego Studios who made um, MLB The Show. 
and they would design you like your own personal card. So I could use myself, but it's kind of like a beefed up version, but I'm the only one who can use it. So like you couldn't use it or anybody like that. Um, so anytime that I was playing somebody and they saw that card, they knew that they were playing like actual, like me, the real Tyler Stevenson. Um, but then I had a couple other cards. Um, like, so after I hit the walk-off home run, um, they came out with a card because um, they did like tops now moments. And um, it was cool because I had like a pretty beefed up card after I hit my walk-off. Yeah. Stuff. And it, it was cool just to see um, people use it. And um, there's a streamer called Daddy Demo. He was a big streamer with MLB The Show. And he's actually from, like he went, actually went to my high school. Oh, wow. But he's, he's, he's older than me and stuff. And um, sometimes I'll watch him stream and stuff. And he'll be using my card and stuff. And it's like, this is weird. But it's awesome. Heck yeah! See, yeah. Hey, that um, that walk off that day. The uh, I, I always, I always think about a guy rounding third, and when there's a walk off, your teammates are at home plate, and to see the look on your teammates' face, it was one of a little bit of surprise, a lot of happiness. What was it like going towards home plate? That just happened. I mean, I don't know. It was it's just <laughs> another blackout moment of like that just happened. Um, but it was awesome. Cause I know that that was a really important stretch for us. Yeah. Um, cause I think after that, like ended up, we were playing the pirates at the time. And that was time. That was a, a series we really needed to win. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of when things started to turn that last, I don't know, two weeks of the season. And we made that push for the, uh, for the playoffs. So, um, it was fun. It was, a, it was a cool, cool experience for sure. Uh, you mentioned Netflix. Got to ask you, what's the the viewing choices? Are you a binge watcher? Do you do you binge or do you just episode here and there because of the schedule? Yeah, yeah. It really it depends. I'm a huge Office fan, but obviously it's not on anymore. Um, I've been watching Money Heist um, on Netflix, which is good. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I have not. It's really good. Money. So it's heist. in it, it's in Spanish. But they have, um, they, um, oh man. Subtitles? Subtitles. Yes. Thank you. Subtitles in English. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much just these group of people that, um, pretty much create like just the biggest heist, like of robbery of like, um, stealing gold pretty much inside of a huge bank in Spain and stuff. It's cool. Wow. Very nice. What about the other boys? Right. What are they watching? They watch you guys watch the same thing. Do you fight over what to yeah, watch? We've we've kind of just been watching that. Like I started it and then they've both seen it, but they've joined me um watching it and stuff. Um so you we'll, we'll try to watch an episode, like try to every day, but it's been inconsistent. Just because it was especially with Taylor, um, they're on a different schedule than us. Um, yeah, they play a lot of day games yeah. in spring training. So anytime that we are home at the same time, we'll try to watch one. Well, listen, I appreciate you uh, joining us. I hope it's uh, you'll come back and join us on this here podcast. I think your future is, is very, very bright. I am excited about it. I always like to see good things happen to good people. And uh, you're in that category. So I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. 
I appreciate it as always. <laughs> as always. Hopefully not the last time. No, no, not at all. If that, that would mean you're doing good things, which I think is going to happen anyway. So, For sure. All right, man. Appreciate it. That is Tyler all Stevenson, right. everyone. Catcher of the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Jim Day Podcast. Hope you'll rate and review this podcast. You can follow along with me on social media at Jim Day TV. Oh, by the way, where are you on social media? Let's get it out there so people can harass you. Oh, man. I think Tyler Step 22. There you go. I think. I don't know. You do Twitter or Instagram? You do both Twitter and Instagram. Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah, both. I'm pretty sure that is certain on both. Yeah. Do you do more of the other? Which one do you like better? Um, I think Instagram is easier. Yeah. And there's just Twitter. There's too much craziness on. A lot of hate um, on there. A lot of hate. Yeah. Um, but I'm on both. Yeah. Whichever, right. whichever I'm feeling that day. Well, there you go. That was classic me right there. Tried to wrap up the show <laughs> and then one more question. That's all. Yep. <laughs> Love it. it. Goes. All right, people, we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for checking us out here on the Jim Day Podcast. See you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.